The Money Trails of the Pandemic Planning Racket Commentary The Justice Department has dismissed all charges related to campaign finance leveled against Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder and CEO of the Bahamas-based crypto exchange FTX. The grounds were a bit unusual. Officials in the Bahamas said that such charges were not the basis of the extradition. The Bahamas did not intend to extradite the defendant on the campaign contributions count, said the Justice Department. Accordingly, in keeping with its treaty obligations to the the Bahamas government does not intend to proceed to trial on the campaign contributions count. And just like that, charges are gone. What's strange is that this claim jumps out in the financial trail of FTX. Indeed, it seems obvious. It was an impressive caper. FTX said it practiced effective altruism and so intended to give away $1 billion to charity. It raised venture funding from many sources that wanted to pay off politicians but were restricted from doing so by law. FTX classified this as investment and then altruistically gave money to many charities involved in pandemic planning but many were not real charities. They were 501c4s that fund political campaigns. With just a few hops in the money trail, this mechanism allowed vast funding of mostly democratic political interests in advance of the 2020 election. Once you have a look at the details and players, it becomes clear that effective altruism was simply a cover for a politically driven money scheme. FTX was founded and then went into bankruptcy exactly in keeping with this purpose. It remains possible that SBF will face trouble over claims of wire fraud, but that could be plea bargained away. We shall see. What's striking is that the most obvious issues have been swept away on a legal technicality. Central to the charity of FTX was the issue of pandemic planning, or so they said. SBF's brother ran a pandemic organization. Linda Fried, Sam's aunt on his mother's side, was dean of the School of Public Health at Columbia University and on the board of the World Economic Forum's Global Agenda Council on Aging. SBF's girlfriend Caroline Ellison's mother is a professor of economics at MIT with a research specialization in the pharmaceutical industry, while her father has written at least four papers on epidemiological modeling. The TOGETHER trial was a trial of therapeutics that ended up in vain against ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and was generously funded by FTX together with the Koch Foundation. The head of Trump's Operation Warp Speed, Monsef Slawi received $150,000 from FTX to write SBF's autobiography. Helix Nano, a vaccine company that claims to be developing mutation-resistant vaccines, received $10 million in funding from FTX Future Fund. And Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, this institution ran the Event 201 Lockdown Tabletop Exercise in 2019 and received at least $175,000 for a single employee, from FTX coffers. This barely scratches the surface, and we would like to know more. It would be glorious if the New York Times or some other big media organ would assign 50 reporters to dig deeper, as they did with the supposed Trump-Russia connection that turned up nothing after years of high dudgeon. But nope, all we get is silence. In contrast, the national media mostly treats SBF as a confused genius who got in over his head, 
because his wonderful company achieved too much too fast. How the national media treats money trails entirely depends on the political drive behind the effort. In the second term of the Reagan administration, the executive branch became involved in an effort to fund the Mujahideen in Afghanistan and the Contras in Nicaragua in the name of fighting the spread of Soviet influence and winning the Cold War. Congress had specifically stopped these funding efforts, so the Reaganites turned to the usual suite of shell companies, friendly governments, intelligence agencies, and secure money movers to get the cash to those who wanted it. The result was many years of intense investigation. Every center-left and left-wing outfit was all over the Iran-Contra money scandal, seeking receipts and subjecting the major players like Oliver North to sworn congressional testimony. There was nothing wrong with this and everything right, in the American system, the executive branch cannot fund global projects without the approval of Congress. The search to ferret out the scandals seemed like part of the effort to clean up government. Here we are nearly 40 years later and the Biden administration is embroiled in an astonishing version of something similar, with familial connections, shell companies, cash moving here and there, foreign governments like Ukraine, and intelligence agencies serving as essential tools of covering it all up. It was the Hunter Biden laptop that provided the clues and that led to more receipts of an amazing nature. This week I received a call from a man who was instrumental in discovering the laptop who explained many of the funding connections, but after about 15 minutes of detail I could not keep up even though he went on for another 30 minutes. It was all mind-boggling. This one makes the Iran-Contra scandal seem like the age of innocence. How deep does this rabbit hole go? Consider the attacks on Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and the attempt to close the primary such that only Biden can win it. The effort is primarily funded by Dustin Moskovitz, co-founder of Facebook which itself cooperated very closely with the federal government in suppressing contrary opinions on lockdowns and vaccines. Liam Sturgis explains. The group behind the campaign is the Progressive Turnout Project, a political action committee that has been described as the largest voter contact organization in the country. It has a series of sub-organizations operating under different names, two of which are also engaged in the ban RFK petition, Stop Republicans and Progressive Takeover. Using the most recent publicly available data from Open Secrets, we discovered that the single largest donation to the PTP came from Dustin Moskovitz. Moskovitz also co-founded a project management application called Asana in 2008. Between these two massively profitable companies, Moskovitz generated so much wealth that he was identified by Forbes in 2011 as the world's youngest self-made billionaire, even beating out Zuckerberg. After earning his fortune in big tech, Moskovitz and his future wife, Carrie Tuna, signed on to the Giving Pledge, committing to give away the vast majority of their money before the end of their lives. The Giving Pledge was the creation of mega-millionaires Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, with co-signatories including Elon Musk, Zuckerberg, George Lucas, David Rockefeller, and Sam Bankman-Fried, founder of the recently collapsed FTX cryptocurrency trading platform. To accomplish their goal, Moskovitz and Tuna embraced a philosophy of effective altruism. 
According to its proponents, effective altruists seek to direct funding towards the people and organizations most likely to accomplish a given intended outcome for the betterment of humanity and the planet often focusing on topics such as artificial intelligence, natural disasters, and combating misinformation slash disinformation. With effective altruism as their anchor, Moskowitz and Tuna started the Good Ventures Foundation in 2011. The focus of their philanthropy was to include biomedical research, pandemics and bioterrorism, education, food security, foreign aid, geoengineering, global health and development, immigration, nanotechnology and treatment of animals. Good Ventures also partnered with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to co-fund research related to infectious diseases in Africa. In August 2014, Good Ventures partnered with a similar organization called GiveWell to launch the Open Philanthropy Project, which would recommend grants for Good Ventures to fulfill. In the years leading up to COVID-19, Moskowitz used Open Philanthropy and Good Ventures to provide significant funding toward pandemic preparedness and biosecurity. Open Philanthropy is also listed as the primary sponsor of a series of tabletop pandemic war games during which world leaders practice how they might respond to various scenarios involving outbreaks of novel viruses, whether man-made or of natural origin. Some examples include Clade X, a spreading plague, and of course, the infamous Event 201. If you have followed this article carefully, you see that we have come full circle, from the effort to silence and stop Robert F. Kennedy, Jr., back to Sam Bankman-Fried the phony crypto exchange FTX, and the money trails through pandemic planning straight to political control of people by a single political party that tolerates no competition. One might suppose these connections would launch a thousand investigations and calls for reform. They should. Instead, the charges were dismissed by the very regime that stands to lose all credibility in light of all these strange money trails. And now we see major banks cancelling accounts by major medical dissidents, as a warning to others. Let there be no mystery as to why the public has lost trust in government, public health, media, and virtually every other official institution. Even as Americans have been pillaged and had their foundational rights violated by governments, the people on the inside have done very well for themselves within this tangled web of graft and corruption. They have every intention to forever block curious journalists from knowing more. From the Brownstone Institute.